Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. So who here has ever made a choice before? (laughs) Few people, hands are still down. See, you just made a choice to keep your hands down. You literally just went, I'm not responding to his question. See, you just lied to yourself. You didn't even raise your hand when you were making a choice. How many of you made a choice this morning? See, you just did, but how many of you chose what you were gonna wear this morning? How many people? Come on, hands up. You made a choice this morning. Your hands are still down, seriously. So, I'm going to make you make some choices this morning. So, Pastor Carlo is not here, or otherwise maybe I'd make him pay some money this morning. (laughs) He just stepped out for a moment. Don't worry, he'll be back. But how many people here have ever played the game, Would You Rather? Now people aren't raising their hand, like, no. So, I'm going to give you some options. And see, you mentally have to choose one. You can't say neither. You have to choose one. Would you rather have the hiccups for the rest of your life or always feel like you have to sneeze but not able to? Would you rather your t-shirt always be in two two sizes too big or one size too small? You see all the men, they're like, big. (laughs) Would you rather lose all of your money and valuables or all the pictures you've ever taken? And because it's just me, I have to throw this one in. Would you rather smell like eggs when you burp or have a green cloud appear when you fart? Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Saw this one, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> See, everybody's whispering to each other. Everybody's nudging each other. If you're new to church, I apologize. <laughs> but that's who I am. See, my rugby coach in high school, he taught us this. He taught us that there's only two things you have to do in life. There's only two. You have to make choices, and you have to live with the consequences. Those are the only two things you have to do in life. And I've had people try to argue me on this. I had a friend who was an auditor with the federal government, and he's like, no, no, Chad, you have to pay your taxes. I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, if you don't, I'm coming to take your house. I'm like, that's the consequence of me choosing not to pay my taxes. See, we sometimes as Christians, we're like, no, you need to accept Jesus Christ in your heart. No, you don't. You don't. But if you choose not to, we know the consequences is not eternal life with him. See, all the choices we make in life, I don't have to drive the speed limit. I don't have to obey the laws. But the consequences of that is, where will I spend my life? In jail. 
And I don't pull off an orange jump shoot well. <laughs> Mostly because I look like the Kool-Aid man. But, <laughs> make choices. Live with the consequences. And see, every day we make many, many choices. Some of them are big, some of them are small. But one decision we all have to come to make sooner or later in our lives is what are we going to do about Jesus? We have to come to the choice. What are we going to do about Jesus? When we see the cross, it should remind us about what Jesus did for us. It should remind us, as Annette said, this time of year it becomes a reality of what he did for us. The pain that he went through. The agony he went through. And who are we? To deserve this. But see, it's interesting. A lot of times we look and we see one cross, but we need to remember on the day that Jesus died, there was three. There was three because when he died, there was also criminals on each side of him. Two men dying with Jesus making very opposite choices. And see, Jesus had a choice to make that day. He had a choice. Because see, there's a lot of people who challenged him. Hey, if you're the Messiah, save yourself. If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. He got insult, he got spit at. But see, if he saved himself, he would not be able to save us. He decided to let himself die so you could be saved, so I could be saved. He made a choice. Because if you remember reading the night before when he was in the garden, he even said to the Lord, Father, take this cup from me. But not my will, your will. He made the choice. Not what he wanted, but what God wanted. See, Jesus came to save us. That was his whole point. That's what he wanted to do. And it says in John 15, 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. This is where Jesus talks about him being the vine and the father being the gardener. And he's saying, if you're attached to me, he's saying, he chose you. On the day that he died on the cross, he chose you over himself. He chose to die so that we could be with him. That we could be connected to him. And all we need to do now is we just need to choose. We just need to choose. Because a lot of people, whether you're in the church or not, you still might know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That whoever believes. See, here's the great thing. He already died for you. His gift of eternal life is already yours. You just need to choose. You need to, to choose to believe in him. You need to choose to serve him. You need to choose to follow him. He prayed the price for you already. See, it's interesting this process of salvation, our personal salvation. Because see, in Ephesians 2.8, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. 
And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God. It's a gift. You don't have to work for it. Verse 9 actually continues to say that you can't earn it. It's not by works. It is a gift by grace that you have been saved. You are saved if you accept it. If you accept Jesus into your life, you're saved. And see, some of us, some of you, you might be sitting here saying, Chad, I just have to get this in order and this in order and this in order before I can accept Jesus. Can I tell you something? You'll never be good enough to accept Jesus on your own. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. See, even when you become saved, every day the Lord is working on you. Trying to make you more like him. And I challenge you as a believer, if you're a believer in the room and you've been serving God for most of your life, if today you don't feel like you need to be working on something, you should probably be asking God. Because the scripture tells me that day by day I'm renewed. The moment I think I don't need to work on something is the moment that I think I am like Christ and I'm deceiving myself. He empowers us. He strengthens us not to sin. But we need to still fight our flesh. And so as Christians, what are you working on to be more like Christ? It's a process. 1 Peter 1.5 says... Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. See, there's still a coming of salvation. There's still the fulfillment of it. And so we continue to press into it. We continue to push into our relationship with God until we're face to face with him. Because until I'm face to face with God and with Christ, I'm not like Christ. We continue to push to get closer to him. There's more to come. Our salvation is a past that he has already paid the price. A present that he is working things out in us to be more like him. And then there's the future where there's still a salvation that is going to be revealed to us. See, we never stop pressing into him. It's not a striving, it's not a working towards it, but it's a drawing close to him. It's a relationship. It's wanting to know his heart more so that we can be more like him. Stephen Furtick in his book, Seven Mile, he writes this, he says, your relationship with God is a process too. Yes, you're saved if you've accepted him, you are saved You'll never be more forgiven than you are right now. You'll never be more loved by God than you are right now. You've arrived in one sense, but it's going to be a process if you, it won't be complete until you see Christ face to face and he makes you like he is. If you've accepted Christ in your life, you won't become more saved, but we can draw closer to him to be more like him. And we'll never be fully like him until we're standing face to face with him. See, as he hung on the cross, he prayed a price for us. 
And some of you this morning, he paid this price, but you haven't received the gift. Now, how silly would it be if I stood here this morning and I said, when you leave this morning, this is hypothetical, just so you're aware, and you'll catch on very quick why. If you leave this morning and head over to Strickland's, there's a free car waiting for you that I've paid for. See why it's hypothetical? But how many of you would walk out of here, maybe not even wait for me to finish, and get in your car and drive over there as fast as possible, praying the whole time there's no police because you want to get there first. Because there was a free car waiting for you. See, there's no question for us. You got a free car for me? I'll receive that. Jesus stands before you, says it's yours. I died for you. Salvation is yours. You just need to receive me as Lord over your life. And so many of us go, hmm, seems like a nice guy. Think about it. We don't receive him. We push it off. See, there's only two of us. There's only two kinds of people. And in Luke 23, 32, it talks about the two men that were on the cross with Jesus. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, Say, he saved others. Let him save himself, if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written note above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus... Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Two different guys on the cross beside Jesus, each making very, very different choices. One insulted him, one asked to be remembered. One insulted him, and one said, I believe. Remember me when you're in your kingdom. See, right at this moment, these two guys are in their last moments of their life. They're not questioning, could I die right now? They are about to die. One insults, one receives. Which one will you be today? 
See, at one point in our lives, one point in our lives, we have all been enemies of Jesus. Now, not one, I don't think anybody here would stand up and say, yeah, I want to fight against Jesus. But with our words and our actions, without receiving him, we're saying that we are against him. With doing things in our own way and not doing this his way, we are going against him. And so this morning, we have a choice. We have a choice to receive him and to accept his mercy and grace or not to receive him. And so today, we only have a couple choices. And so many times in our lives, maybe you're here this morning and this has been your choice when you presented with this before. Will I accept Jesus today or will I not accept him? When you say, oh, I won't decide today, you're saying no. You're saying no. The only way you receive that differently is if your name's Lloyd Christmas and you won't be receiving it properly. When you say no, not today, not now, maybe tomorrow, you're saying no. I tell you this story not to scare you, but John Bevere tells a story of when he was youth pastoring and he had a young person in his office and he was trying to share Christ with them and trying to lead them to Jesus and the young man kept refusing and refusing and refusing and said, I'll do it another day. Young man left his office got on his bike and left, and got in a car accident and died. We're not promised tomorrow. You're not going to have a moment like these two, these two criminals to know in a moment I'm going to be dead. Now I'll accept him. And see, the one who hurled insults at him, this is the way Jesus is. He could have turned to Jesus with his last breath and said, forgive me, Lord. Remember me in your kingdom. And Jesus would have. But why live life not knowing? When that moment comes, we make the choice. We make the choice to follow him. Because we really want Jesus to answer. We want to hear Jesus Say to us, truly I tell you, today, if something happened, you will be with me in paradise. You will be with me in heaven. He poured out his spirit. Because it's by his spirit that we are led to Christ. So what will you say to Jesus today? Will you say, remember me? Will you receive him? Will you ask him into your heart? See, we ask him on a regular basis. We need to ask for forgiveness on a regular basis. But what will your response be? When Jesus answered him, today I'll tell you, or truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Where will you be? Will you be with Christ or will you won't be? This is the choice that you face today. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you. We thank you for sending your son to die for us. We thank you, Lord, that you so love the world that you sent your one and only son. That whosoever believe in him will have eternal life. And so Holy Spirit, this morning as you've been stirring in people's hearts, I believe that this morning, Father, you want to receive people into your family, receive them, Lord, into your kingdom, and that, Father, they will serve you for the rest of their lives. So if you're here this morning, just have your eyes closed. And you just say, Chad, this morning I just want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If that's you this morning, with all eyes closed, just raise your hand straight up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else want to join these three? Just raise your hand straight up. Thank you, Father. So everyone in the room, just repeat after me. Father, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for me. That I can be saved and become a part of your family. I repent this morning of my sins and I ask you to forgive me. Wash me clean. And Lord, come into my heart. Help me to follow you for the rest of my days. Jesus, I want to be more like you. Holy Spirit, guide me every day. Every step that I take, I want to be more like Christ. I give my life to you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we just give a hand to these ones? and encourage you that you come back and check out next week's message as well.